Sound effects in this podcast is brought to you by Festlian Studios, BattleBars.com, and Pro Sound, and some of them are made by the Dungeon Master himself. This show is R-rated, so everybody be advised. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. Now, I am excited about this episode because this is the first episode that exceeds the pre-released season. Now, of course, if you are one of our Patreons, you've only, you have already heard this episode before, which was only exclusive for the Patreons in the first pre-release season. But now it's officially released for both you and me and everyone else who wants to listen in. And I'm excited to see how it's all gonna turn out. Now, of course, we are all infected by these horrific corona times, so I'll do my best to try to get an episode out each week, guys, but I am a father, I have a family, I have two jobs, and this is a hobby, a side uh, mission for me to do, but you know what? I'll put a very good effort in for you guys. Of course, if you want to support a guy like me, be welcome to do so. You can join the Patreon program or just leave a comment. Or a like or in a review, anything will be helpful, guys. Anyway, let's go on with the show. This is episode 9. Today's episode, we're going to follow Sovan Wilferen, played by my brother, Joshua Johansen. But first, we're going to stop at Camp Lore. Grandfather, you said that the orcs don't rely on magic, but in the stories, or the ones I've heard, some of them do, like the white orcs. Ah, the white orcs. You are right, boy. Yes, but only after Ignitus lost interest in them. I mentioned earlier that the orcs lift up strength over all. But not all of them were born strong enough, and if they were not killed as younglings, they were shunned by the others, so they sought out new ways of power. But this is not only referring to the white orcs. Oh? Son, do you know why they are called the white orcs? No, I, I do not know, but I, I would guess they have white skin? No, not quite right, boy. Let me explain. In the early days, all the orcs that were shunned for being weak or not living by the code of honor of the orcs, or because they were playing with magic, they were burned with white stones, giving them white markings on their skin, a mark of shame. They are known as the white orcs because of this, and the most famous are the Cursed Three. At the time of Grimna's shadow, he got his hands on three female orcs, teaching them to worship him in exchange for long life and power, channeling from the darkness of the realm of the dead, making them orc witches. Then the Cursed Three were cast out from the orc tribes because their actions of necromancy were considered disgrace. But Grimina blessed the Cursed Tree with even more power and showed them to create cursed life. They took halfling slaves and orc blood, mixing them together, creating goblins. 
and they continue to do so, mixing, creating, and releasing hybrid monsters upon Ariana to rage havoc. Reminding all that the eyes of Grimnar are still set on Ariana, even though the Dark Age had ended. So, what happened to the Cursed Three? Nothing. Many have tried, but the Cursed Three have never been killed, and still live today. The most desperate of beings visit them at times, asking them for favors. But what they have to pay for this favor makes the bravest of warriors shiver in their spine. I see, Grandfather. Those people must truly be desperate. And this was another stop at Camp Lore. And now we're going to continue our Sovan session. I think it's worth to mention that when we play the session, the D&D game with Sovan, we're playing one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I, John playing the Dungeon Master and Charleston Johansson playing Sovan. And at this time where we're recording this, it's actually kind of funny that he is in Faroe Islands, where we are from, and I am in uh, Denmark, Copenhagen, and we're playing over... Uh, Discord. It works just fine, but when we're doing like this, we're playing uh, totally uh, theater of the mind, which actually is very nice because we have to explain everything in detail, which is preferably not much better for you, the listeners. And I, I, f I feel myself lacking that a little bit when we're playing the live games because... I'm so into the live game and I almost forget sometimes that I am recording and making it a podcast. But I will try my best to get better at it and it will become better. But I hope you enjoy this and I hope maybe this gives you an idea how to make a one-on-one -on -one game in Dungeons & Dragons. It works fine for us and I do recommend it because it's, it's very personal and it's a lot of fun for both of us. And I know that Chashtan agrees he really likes it as well. Anyway... Let's continue on Sovan. Last we left Sovan, he had left Victor and Hadarai in Ronin, for he felt a greater calling, one he had to do on his own. He went to Little Canyon to seek out a mystic by the name of Iris. She had a lot to say about his life, and some of the things that she mentioned really stuck with Sovan, and he wanted to know more. So he went to see her, but at his arrival he found out that her house had been broken into and she was gone. This seemed to be a recent event, for no one seemed to have noticed. Not the neighbors, not the locals, not even the town guard, even though he was a drunken slob who seemed to be rather helpless. He just gave the mission over to Sovan to find her. And Sovan accepted. He himself needed to talk to her and find her anyway, so why not? The last clue they were able to find was a key that was lying in Iris's house. The key did not fit anywhere in the house. And after close inspections, they found the name of Brother's O'Neill on the key. This seemed funny for the guard at first, and said... There are no Brothers O'Neill here in Little Canyon. But then he remembered. There is a Brothers O'Neill blacksmith. But that's in Canyon. Could it be them? 
And then Soman remembered that some of the locals were talking about two twins and they've been seen walking around here in Little Canyon. One even noticed that one of them were asking about Iris. And then it all began to make sense. Now, Canyon is a larger village to the west. And now he is set making himself ready to go there to find out what happened to Iris. And here is where we're gonna continue our trip. Yes, so we are going to continue our journey with Sovan. Uh, and before we start, there was something that you wanted to share, Chastan? Um <clears throat> I was actually thinking, and I I will try to do an accent or a player voice when I speak for Sovan. Maybe it isn't the best one, but just, you know, for role-playing six. Okay, yeah, that's fine, that's cool. And as people can hear on your voice, you're a bit... Sure, got a little cold, but that's fine. We'll, we'll make it through it. Anyway, um, yeah. So on your journey to Canyon, uh, where you have been before, you passed Canyon when you came to Little Canyon, went through the city before, and you knew, of course, that the city is very similar, but a lot, lot bigger. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you probably are going straight for yeah. Canyon directly? Yeah, yeah. I've got no time to waste. Yeah, okay, so you go straight for the mark to Canyon. And the trip is peaceful, nothing happens on the way. When you arrive to Canyon, you notice that the difference between Little Canyon and and Canyon is that the the city is fenced in, but Little Canyon is not. And it's about 9 o'clock at at night when you come to Canyon. Which means that there's not a lot of activity in the village. You see a bit of lights in some of the houses and not many people walking outside. Mm -hmm. Um, You hear some people probably talking, sitting on their porches after a long day's work. A couple of people walking out, uh, getting a bucket of water out of the well. Well, the first thing I'll do is, if there are any people, I will ask for the brothers O'Neill, or for the brothers Neill, blacksmith. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you maybe... Be a little bit more precise, because there's not so many people outside at this hour, apart from the people that I said are sitting on the poor, uh, porch or walking Oh, the okay, well. there are not many outside, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course, I will go to the inn. That seems to be the best place for Okay, yeah, true. Yeah, asking so questions. you go to the inn. You come to an inn called Pour Me Up. It's a wooden house, and it looks like there's a couple of people sitting inside, enjoying themselves and uh, also drinking after a long day's work, and it's semi-filled uh, with people. There's an open fire, and there's a little bit of music playing, so it's a cozy place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll wiggle myself through the tables and chairs, and ask, or actually anyone, all the people to go to the barkeep for that question. No, but all the people that there seems that are very they're very active about talking amongst themselves and nobody's paying attention to you. Are there any people outside talking or anything? There were a couple of people on the porch before you entered. Pour me some, yeah. Um so <clears throat> so I go outside and I see these men mm-hmm. and I'll gently walk towards them. And I'll say, uh, excuse me, sirs. 
Do you mind if I ask you a question? No, that's all right. What's on your mind? Uh, could you point me to the Brothers O'Neill blacksmith's, blacksmith's shop? Yeah, a Brothers O'Neill uh, Steel, it's called. Um, Brothers O'Neill Steel. Yeah, right. if you go by the big farmer house down there, the red one, behind it you find a, uh, a mildly ha big house with a sign that says um, a Brothers O'Neill Steel. Uh, okay. But uh, I think it's closed now. It is closed now. Oh, it's closed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it will probably be open around 8 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, yeah. Okay, fine. Thank you. Um, Thank you for your troubles. There was no, no trouble at all. And he just continues talking with his friend. Okay. Um, I think I will actually go to the blacksmith's shop anyways. Okay. Uh, so do you because uh, I'm thinking after dark uh, or after they've closed, maybe they're doing something sketchy that I can use. Maybe. So I will head towards the black blacksmith's shop. Okay, as you leave the inn, um, um, do you which way do you approach it? Do you go in a straight line, as these men? told you where the shop was or do you yeah, take yeah. a detour no no i'll just go on a straight line okay can you make a perception check yeah of course that's a natural 20. Ooh. you notice when you leave um, that you maybe take a look around and you look over your shoulder that the two men on the porch are looking at, as you are going straight to the armory okay okay does that well, change anything? well i will yeah um i will take <clears throat> i will turn to the next uh, side alley i see yeah well the thing is that in uh, little canyon um i mean i mean uh, Canyon, not Little Canyon, but Canyon is not uh, that a large um, village. So there's not so many buildings that you can go to okay. an alley. There's no alleys. You can go between houses. Yeah, okay, sure. But I'll try to get out of their eyesight. Yeah, okay. So you just go to another house on, on the other side and over a yeah. corner, then you are out of their eyesight. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I will stay there for about five minutes to see if anyone is taking the direct route towards the blacksmith shop. Okay. As the five minutes passed, um, can you make another perception check? Yes. That is 16 plus perception one. It's a 17. When the five minutes are about to be over, you notice that one of the guys who was beside the one you were talking with on the porch comes out of a corner by a house, neighboring house to take a look. And he just stands there looking at the, the armory um, like he's looking okay. at something. Okay. 
So there's only one of them. Only one of them, yeah. That I see. That you see. And they haven't spotted me yet. No, doesn't look like it. They're just looking straight at the house. Okay. Um, you know, just for visualization's sake, do I am I standing uh, behind them and I'm looking at his back, right? And he's facing the blacksmith shop, right? I would say you're standing on... I would more say that you're looking at the west angle. He's in front of you. You're not okay. straight back line. You're standing on west side of him, so you can see him from okay. the back side. But he's still you're still behind mm. you him. You're still behind okay. him. So I'll just wait a couple of uh, yeah, however however long it takes for him to do something else, uh, just to see if he's going inside or if he's leaving or. Or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't take that long. He just stands looking there for a few seconds, gets a little closer to a fence, and just like scouts the area, and then he goes back. Okay. It all takes about thirty seconds. Okay. Um, <clears throat> when he goes back, um, I'll like come from where I'm standing, and I'll I'll uh, not yell at him, but I'll. I'll say, um, hey, excuse me, sir. And he immediately turns around. And he just stands still. Because he doesn't um, know how to react. And then he waits a minute. And then he says, yes. Um, do you know if there's any signs around here that's, that has the opening hours of the blacksmith shop? I was just rolling uh, over here to see uh, when they open tomorrow. Really? He takes a look at you very suspiciously, and can you roll a deceptions yeah. check? Oh, okay. That is an uh, 11. An 11. Um, my friend told you it opens at 8 o'clock. No, I asked if it opened at 8 o'clock. He said, I think he said I'm, I'm, it probably does. Maybe I misunderstood. Okay. Maybe I wasn't that interested in the conversation you had but I thought that is what he said but, anyway but can I ask sign... one more question were, yes. were you following me I was yes I thought that it was very suspicious for you to go straight to the armory when he said it was closed but why would you so care I, if there's a robbery going on I think everyone should report it to the guards I just had to be sure. Can it doesn't I look like you broke in anywhere. An inside check, maybe. Yes, you can. That's an eighteen plus one, nineteen. He he looks very straightforward, like he was just trying to be a good Samaritan. Oh, well, Canyon thanks you for your service, sir. Are you a official worker here in Canyon? I've never seen you before. Uh, no. This is actually my second time in Canyon. I'm here yes. to... I'm here on official business from Little Canyon. Okay, really? What business is that? Uh, I'm working for the town scout in Canyon, Little Canyon. The, uh, the assignment is uh, um, classified. Classified? 
So you come from Little Canyon on a mission to Canyon that is classified in the middle of the night. That is true. I'm sorry, sir. I can't tell you anymore. Okay. Well, I, I didn't want to get involved in anything. I just wanted to see if yeah, that's fine. Brothers O'Neill were being robbed, so I, I'm going back to my drink. Yeah, and of course. And if you could maybe keep this between ourselves, I would be very grateful. So, uh, we, and then I'll show him a gold coin. Uh, he takes the gold coin and say, sure. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the drink. And he leaves. You're welcome. Okay. After he has left, I will, not stealthily, but cautiously, walk towards the blacksmith's shop. And just, you know, stroll around to see if I hear anything suspicious or if anyone's actually inside. Um, you see as you approach uh, the Brothers O'Neill steel armory that the house is on a small hill, elevated. Okay. There's a wooden fe- fence around it. And suddenly as you stand, you see a light in one of the windows. Um, it ha- it's, it's a fairly large house. Um, there are three windows on each side and the door is on the south side of the house. Um, the roof is about two meters high from the ground and it's made of straw and the house itself is made of wood. Okay. So it's it's blocked all the way around. I can't just access. You can. It's not a high fence. It's just like keeping sheep outside ah, okay. so they don't okay. eat the plants mm. around. So you can climb around. Okay, or so it's not like a wall. Could, it's not a wall at all, no. It's just a wooden fence, right. man-made. Okay, then I will turn my stealth on and try to engage the house from the point where the window is. The one that's uh, that lit up. Can you remind me, what kind of armor do you wear? Uh, I'm wearing... Let me see... Half plate, so it's disadvantage on stealth. Yeah. Well, can you roll me a stealth check anyway? Yes. It's a nine. Nine. Well, the thing is, you notice when you climb the fence that your armor is making some noise. Um, But from the distance of the house from the fence, it didn't make that much uh, suspicion go around, but you see that another light has been turned on in another room as you cross okay. the fence. What uh, What's the situation with... Uh, is it dark outside, or is it dim? Or? It, yeah, it's more like dim-dark. It's beginning to get dark, um, but it's, a, it's between dim and dark. Okay. So it's not like they can't see at all, but there are bushes around inside their garden. Okay. I will try to approach one of the windows and just, you know, or I'll I'll walk to the house where the light uh, where there isn't any light. And then I'll, you know, stand back with my back up against the uh, walls of the house and just, you know, scooch 
over towards the window so I don't look in but I will listen if I hear any sounds or any conversations or anything like that going on. So when you move from the fence to the wall do you run? Do oh you no, 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 no. I'll just so you take walk. a nice and easy pace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the time when you come halfway close to the wall you hear a door open up. And from where you are standing, the door is on just the next side of the wall. Okay. So if I say that the door is on uh, the south side, you are on now the west side. Okay. So you can't see the door, you just heard it open. Okay. From your passive perception. I will try and walk towards the door. Um, And when I feel that... <clears throat> there will be a chance that it will spot me. I will use my uh, my uh, um, my Eldritch invocations uh, invocation, which is one with shadows, and it is and it says when you are in an area of dim light or darkness, you can use your action to become to become invisible until you move or take an action or a reaction. Excellent. Mm. <clears throat> so as the door opens. You see this uh, large, bald man in a green coat or jacket. Yeah. Come outside and ask, "Who's there? Is anyone there?" Hello. Then you hear another voice from the inside. Who's there, Ollie? I don't know. I think it's a cat. What's the name, Ollie? Ali is the one standing by the door. All right. And then he turns his back and walks inside again. All right. Uh, and he stands still for a minute, holding the door, about to close it. And he says, Olav, are you done with the food? And the other brother says, in a minute. And he closes the door. Okay. So you're standing there now, invisible, still outside. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm standing outside. And I will try this time to peek inside one of the windows. So when I, well, just just for information, when I move the invisibility uh, Okay, so it is, okay, yeah. Um, and as you peek through the window, you see that two brothers are inside, bald, both of them. And one is just putting food on a table. And the other brother sits down on a wooden chair. Okay. Looks like everything is basically made of wood inside. Like a cabin. And they are feasting on food. Eating. They are feasting on food. Okay, so they're, they're not having any interesting conversation about Iris or anything in that. Uh, At the moment, they're really quiet. They're just eating. Like, it's the greatest joy they have. Okay, so I will, I will just sit down, actually. And I will just check if that uh, invocation it doesn't say that I can only use it once per long rest or short rest or anything it just say I can use my action to become invisible I think that and it takes it takes one action yeah I think it's a free use actually now yeah okay so I will just sit down um, under the window so I can still hear them and use my one with shadows so I don't mm-hmm. get spotted by any um, pedestrians outside okay can you roll a perceptions check for me? Yep. Oh. 
16. 16, okay. Um, so you're sitting there for a couple of minutes, then suddenly you hear like a very faint mumbling or something yelling with covered mouth. And, oh. and as you hear that, you hear one of the brothers uh, lift his foot up and jam it on the floor. And then he says, Quiet down there, we're eating! And they just continue eating. Down there, okay. I'll try to walk once again around the house to see if there's any entrances that I might have missed. Or if I can nudge a window open or anything like that so I don't have to enter exactly where they are sitting. Yeah. When you come to the back side, you see that there's a window that is open on draft. Okay, I will try to enter through the window. Yes, can you uh, roll me a stealth check to see how noisily you are? Oh, that's a uh, that's a one. That's a one. Okay. Um, as soon as you grab the window, it makes a large creak, like it needs to some oil or something. Mm-hmm. And you lift it up. So what? Okay. What do you do at that instant? I will. Jump inside. So you you roll yourself. No, you know, hey, hastily, just you know, grab the grab the uh, the edge of the window and just jump in. Okay. <laughs> and and after I've come inside, I will try to rush myself to the uh, to to stand just beside the door with my back against the wall, and I'll use my uh, one with shadows again. Okay. And as you are crawling out the window, falling down the floor, you, you notice with your passive perception that it, it's, it's a bedroom uh, with two beds inside and you just fell between them. Um, and the door is on the opposite side hmm. from where you came. So it's just a straight line okay. uh, between cabins and drawers. And you come next to the door and just as you come to the door and you dissipate, the door opens. Okay, I will try to hold my breath <laughs> so that I don't make any sounds. And you, you, yeah, you just this this guy is the other brother. He he. Um, the only um, way you notice that is because he says, "Ollie, did you hear that?" Hmm. And then the other brother comes behind him. Wait in. And they both stand still, breathing very heavily. <sighs> So they are, they are yeah, you, right? or beside you at the, in the door because you you said you were beside the door. Okay, they are in the, are doorway. In the doorway. Yeah, yeah. behind okay. each other, and and Ali mm-hmm. is Olaf is uh, holding the door, and they're just waiting, okay. like seeing. I will, uh, like, um, yeah, just looks like they're waiting. Okay, I will just stand very still and try to keep my cool. Okay. Um, and then uh, the brother, brother from behind is getting impatient and pushes Olaf. Move away! Why are you standing here? Pushing. And he grabs the window, tries to jam it. Damn window from the draft! What's wrong with you? And he walks by Olaf and slaps him in the head. Oh. Go back to eat. Mm-hmm. And Olaf doesn't seem like he's saying anything. He just scratches his head. You have to hit me all the time. And they both and he jams the door back. Uh, to close it and they go are gone. 
Okay, they will be more cautious now. But it's just, this is my only chance. I will try to just... Okay, while I'm there, I'll try to investigate the room to see if I find anything useful. Like, anything at all. Yeah, roll an investigation check for me. Oh, son of a... That's a seven. It's a seven. Because now it is starting to be dark, and the lights are not on in this room, you can't find any specific things except the drawers and uh, the lock uh, closets and the bed itself but it all seems like natural things okay yeah so they, they wouldn't hide anything in there of course okay <clears throat> i will try to very gently open the door can you um yeah you have to roll a stealth check for me yep Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Three. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, I know this is overusing, but, <laughs> but I'll try to use my shadow. Yeah. My uh, one with shadows again. I can't see any, any way else. So as, as soon as you... Or I better yeah, play well, right now. You try to open the door and the damn thing is squeaking. Just like the window. And it's very strange because it didn't do that when the brothers opened the door. But they did it very harshly. Um, so you open the door and it squeaks. And as it squeaks, you turn invisible again, as you said. Or do you move before you do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I move, of course. So to the same area where okay. I was before. Um, now both of the brothers rise up and come running to the door. And they uh, uh, grab the door and try shaking the door. And it looks like they're arguing. Why is everything squeaking in here? What's going on? And Olaf, um, the other brother, goes inside, stands in the middle of the ground, and tries to lifts up the bed. And what's going on in here? I don't know, Ollie. Hmm. Okay. I will try something now no. that I might regret. I am going to use hold person on the brother that is holding okay. the bed. And as I do that, my invisibility okay. breaks. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw, yes, let me just get a second here. And that's, I'm sorry to say, a 17. Oh, so he saves. Um, well, that failed horribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the whole person works like and he used it, he knows something happened, right? Yeah, you know, he, he will know I, uh, I tried to cast a spell on him. Yeah. Um, and of course, he, he uh, feels like something is coming over him and he turns around and he looks down at you and he Who are you? I will try to intimidate him by making my eyes spark, or not spark, but uh, glow in radiant light. And I'll say, do not do take not one, take more, one step. more step. 
and uh, they both of them stand shocked there. And roll a intimidation check for me. Yes, I will hold my hand against him, and I'll summon my hexblade and hold my hexblade against the other. So brother. as you do that, shadow comes out from your hand in the form, shape of a blade, up to his throat. Roll intimidation. That is. 23. 23. He looks terrified. He, he he actually slides down on the ground. and says, who are you? What are you doing? Don't kill my brother. Are you okay, Ollie? I don't know. Why you want? Let's just say we have some common interests. Where's Iris? How do you know about Iris? I don't think that matters right now. How I know. Where is she? Tell me now, or I swear to God, I'll kill you both. Please don't hurt us, demon lord. What's going on, brother? Tell me! She's downstairs. You will lead me to her right now. Please don't kill my brother. I will kill you both if you don't do as I say. Oh, love. And then the other brother who's sitting on the ground beside the bed rises up and is... Come this way. I will stand behind them both. And I will keep my uh, my uh, long sword nudged up against one of the brothers' back. And the, the one that's behind. Okay. Of course. <clears throat> then uh, Olaf looks at you and says, I need my brother's help to move the table. She's underneath. Of course. Just do it quickly. He's telling the truth. They go to the table, they lift the table, move it around, and you see that on the floor is uh, a hidden door underneath the table. Mm-hmm. And um, can you roll a perceptions check? Yes. Ten. Ten. You see that uh, that uh, Olav is gesturing to his brother, like pointing at the door in split second. And I said, no funny business, I swear to God I'll kill you both. <laughs> right, demon lord. And uh, at this point, Ollie, uh, which seems to probably have a form of retardation, is, is crying. <laughs> I told you it was a bad idea. And now they're just like uh, holding each other in fear. Open the door, for God's sakes. All right. Olaf takes the door and smashes open. Um, these are very large men, so they're big, and it—they it, uh, almost ripped the door off when they, because they're so much okay. in, in fear at this point. Well, go down there. Uh, okay. And then they move smoothly downstairs. Okay. I will keep a close eye on if they're trying to, if the, if they're making any. Uh, evading maneuvers to, if they're trying to dodge any traps they might have set. You see as they go down that um, Olaf is trying to stretch his hand underneath the, the, the other side of the, the floor as he goes down. Okay, and as I see him do that I will just kick him right in the head. And that moves his hand away uh, can you actually make a strength check for me? Yep. Uh, ooh, that's lucky. 19. 
19. Okay, so down because he's, he's standing on the stairs downwards, you hit him so hard he actually falls down the stairs and he falls over his brother Ollie and they just go rumbling down the stairs uh, until they hit the ground. <laughs> Is that enough funny business for you? We're sorry, we just don't want to die. Okay, and as I'll go down the stairs, I'll try and look up to see what he was uh, trying to reach out for, if there's a button or anything. Yeah, when you see that, you see that there's a, a, a sword. Ah. And the shaft I'll, is just hanging outside. I'll take the sword. Okay. I'll go down. <clears throat> Were you reaching for this? And you have a javelin in your hand. Um, Yes, we're just trying to defend ourselves. And uh, Olaf is uh, tell no, Ollie tells Olaf, "What have you got nothing to?" I swear to God, if you can't control yourself, or if you're, or if you'll try anything else, I will end you both. Is that clear? Clearly, but you must understand, our business is failing, we're going bankrupt, we need something new. Something new? Yes. So you, so you kidnapped Iris? I don't think it's a bad idea. Yes, we just wanted her to show us how to make the potions. He doesn't want to. <sighs> Alright, you guys seem... Decent enough, just clearly dumb. Do I see Iris in the room? Um, yeah, when you come a bit closer, you see that she is bound, uh, foot and hands, and has something around her mouth. Okay, I will take uh, just one second. I will take a uh, dagger. From mm -hmm. my uh, from my side, mm -hmm. and I'll cast light, the uh, cantrip on it, yeah. so it will emit light in in uh, ten feet radius. So as light uh, comes around the room, you see that it's it's basically an empty room um, where there are a few t tools down there. They've been work uh, throwing old tools from their workshop, and and she's just bound in one corner. Um, doesn't seem like you can see anything else. No, I'll just walk towards her. And of course, I will be cautious if I hear anything from behind. Yeah. And I'll, mm. I'll, I'll actually turn towards Oli and uh, Olaf. And I'll say, don't worry, you guys, you, you seem like decent guys. But I'll have to free uh, Iris, because I need her. Okay. I won't, I won't, I won't hurt you. But if you leave us alone, I'll leave you alone. Will you, will you keep it all a secret then? I will keep it a secret. But we broke her house, and Ollie hits him. Don't tell her, Dad. Oh, sorry. If you promise me that you'll never. Break the rules again. I will let this slide. 
Maybe we can make a deal. Maybe we can build our house back, fix it. We're really good. We just have very bad business. Well, that's something you should discuss with her. Yes. So, <laughs> if you'll mind me for a second, I'll walk uh, towards Iris. Yeah, as you come close to Iris, you remember her. Um, she is a large female. She has dreadlocks. She's bluish in the skin. And uh, she's very skinny. But you remember her okay. this way. Uh, could I... Do I know what kind of race she is? You do, yes. She's a uh, firebug. Well, I will release her. Okay. <clears throat> As you take the bandages off, she she stands up. Ah, ah it's been taking too long. Where you been, Jovan? Um, I'm sorry, Iris. I, I've been in uh, Ronan. I just came back here yesterday. So... I'm sorry if you think it took too long, but I I did the best <clears> I could. Yeah, it'd be alright. You don't owe me nothing. Uh, but I do not understand why these fools took me captive. They tried to take my recipes, but I will not give it to anyone. Yeah, I think uh, their business was going bankrupt or something, and they were trying to save it. They actually seemed like decent guys, just... Not, not decent. This is not a very decent thing no. to do. Have you seen what they did yeah, to my shop? Um, I'm sorry about that. But they, they offered Fools. to rebuild it if it means anything to you. They deserve to be put in prison for life. They do. They really do. But we can bring them back to Little Canyon and maybe they'll, they'll get their justice there. We'll see what the, what the town guard does. I... That sounds good. But I will not take these fools with me. Now, you tell them that they will come on their own behalf. If they do not do this, we will turn them into the guards and then they will be punished. If they come on their own free will, then... I'll turn... I will turn forgive them. Did you get that? Yes, it's very nice. I'm sorry. Yeah, you better be. And she walks out of that dungeon and goes upstairs. And as I walk past him, I just look at him and say, Fools. So it has succeeded for Zoam to find Iris. Now we're gonna find out what Zoam wants to know about his past when he questions her about his life. But you have to wait until next week to hear that episode, guys. Thank you for the day. Thanks for stopping by. Oh yeah, before we leave, a little announcement. If you like cool sound effects like this, Then go to our homepage at nordicdnd.podbean.com or our YouTube channel, where you'll find a link that'll take you to battlebars.com and you'll get a discount on subscriptions.